Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Shenanigans. We're doing another Zoom interview today with two ladies from the This Is Dating podcast. Now, I have so many questions about this dating podcast. My sister and I started listening to it last night. I want to know all about it. And I mean, you know, dating in 2022 is different than Dating back in the day. For real. Yeah. So my sister Courtney is here to co-host. We have Jesse Baker and also Huete. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Huete Gitana. Awesome. Beautiful name. How are you ladies? I'm great. I was just, before we started recording, I was just telling everyone I binge watch Vanderpump Rules. Well, thank you. What what season? <laughs> like the current season or did you go like way current back? Current season. Gotcha. Current okay, season. so you're oh, caught up. up to date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, are, I, I'm not all caught up, but I think I'm on episode like seven or eight. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, you still have um, like half the season ahead, so enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so tell me what it's like to create this dating podcast. Where did you get the idea? How, like, were you ladies already friends before? I really want to know how this all started. Yeah, I'll let Jesse tell the story of how we created it. But we had our own very, like, cute, meet cute. We met on the train in New York City. Um, And so we started working together and became friends very quickly after that, maybe three years ago at this point, Jesse, Is that right? 
Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Um, Kiwete and I met on the train platform. I walked up to her and a bunch of other friends and I asked them a question about an event we had been at. And then I excused myself because I was like, this is obviously weird for this woman to just be interrupting your conversation with your friends. I'm going to stand <laughs> over here on the train. And um, Kiwete came over once the train started moving and she said, hey, I make a podcast. Uh, would you listen to it? Because I had introduced myself as I make podcasts. This is what I do. And that's why I asked her this question. And I was like, yes, I will listen to your podcast. What's it called? She gave it to me. I put it in my phone and her phone number. And um, yeah, kind of the rest is history. And at that point, Jesse was making uh, Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. Have you guys heard of it? No, I haven't. So it's a really great couples therapy show where you sit in on couples therapy sessions with a woman, a therapist. Her name is Esther Perel. Okay. So you can kind of see the similarities between that and like sitting in on couples first dates, which yeah. explains Jesse is the common thread. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. That reminds me. We were just talking about that. We yeah. watched this reality show, Married at First Sight, and you and Brock, her boyfriend, were watching it, and they were like sitting in on like a couple's what was it really? We literally were. Spurts. Yeah, it was like they're. I mean, maybe ten days into. Have you seen the show? Yes. Yeah, it's so okay. stressful. So I've never watched it until this season. My sister got me hooked on it. So uh, they're like, I don't know, 10 days into marriage. They had just gotten back from their honeymoon and they had the pastor come over and check in just to see like how things were going. And my fiance and I are sitting here watching it. He had just got home from the gym. I honestly put on this show because I was like, oh, he's going to want to watch these other ones with me. So I'll watch this while he's at the gym. He walks in and he sits down. He's like, is this love at first sight? And I was like, oh, it's married at first sight. But yeah, it's what you're thinking of. And he's like, oh, OK. He's like, wait, I want to catch up. And so then he sits down, he starts watching it with me. And one of the couples, the lessons they're getting from this pastor, he's like, wait, we can apply this in our life. And so then the new episode last night, he wanted to watch it with us because it was like exactly what you're saying, sitting in, watching someone else's couples therapy. But he's like, wait, we've been searching for a therapist and have yet to find one that's accepting new patients or clients right now. So he's like, we just need to watch Married at First Sight to get our own, you know, <laughs> free couples therapy right now. Yeah. Our equivalent of a therapist, and it's not a therapist, but the person who helps the daters is a dating coach. Okay. So, yeah. 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 So it's different from like, you know, once you've been in a relationship with someone and you want someone to help you work through the kinks, if that feels like a different ask, then when you are single and looking to be partnered and not sure what's blocking you from that, I think a dating coach is, you know, the right way to go for that. Totally. So how did you guys meet the dating coach? At South by Southwest a million years ago. I love to meet people and get into their heads and figure out what they're about and then call them on the phone years later and say, hey, I have this thing that I'm working on. I remembered you liked X. Do you want to work on this? You know, so um, Logan had been in my life for a while and I knew she was a dating coach. She's also um, a behavioral scientist. So she kind of brings both of those aspects to, to oh, the show. Cool. Um, and then that way, so let me actually back this up. The show is essentially we set up four different daters from kind of around the country, different sexual orientations, you know, different reasons for why they think they're single. And we set them up a couple of times over the season. So you hear the same person going out on dates and you also hear them being coached before the date and after the date so that you hear a little bit of how the advice plays out in the dates. And then the producer role, like Huate and I, 
we write questions and we come up with scenarios for their dates so that they don't just sit there and ask the same six things that they ask on every single date. Uh, we try to spice it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's giving like reality show, but in podcast form. <laughs> totally. I know when Sheena and I yes. were first, uh, when we were first like looking up your podcast and everything and listening to the first few episodes, we were like, oh, this is so interesting because it's like nor in a normal podcast scenario, you guys would be the hosts, but I'm like, they're producers. Yeah. It literally is like an audio form of a reality show. I love it. Totally. You're just a fly on the wall on other people's dates. Yeah. And I mean, I think we like, we were building the show as we went and we never set out to be the hosts of a show. So when we think about the show, we think about it as a hostless show. Like it is a show with producers and daters and the focus is really on the daters okay. and their growth. Yeah. So how did you cast these eligible singles? Are they friends of yours? Did you do just like an open casting call or how did this come about? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> so You're like, a you few need help. Are friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Everyone a is like friends of friends. one degree of separation away yes. from someone gotcha. on the show. We like literally called yeah. the hot men we knew who and being like, do you, do you have a brother? Um, do you have any single friends? Um, yeah. Yeah. We did a lot of, and we did, we did all the appropriate channels and then we also did inappropriate channels so that we could find kind of the best matches for people um, on these Love dates. that. Were there yeah. people that you were like, oh, we're not going to be able to help them? Were there any of those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were. I think there were quite a few people who actually wanted a therapist's help and not necessarily just help with their dating life. And mm -hmm. so that felt like that's not something that is the right fit, at least for this particular moment. It might mm -hmm. be in the future. Um, and then there were also people who were just really happy to be single and didn't really want help from a coach. And so that felt like, okay, that's not the right fit. So how are these dates being recorded? Cause we're hearing the audio from first dates. So is this just like a voice memo app on their phone? Are you guys listening in live? Is there an earpiece? Are you giving like, you know, what is it like behind the scenes of doing this as dating? Yeah. Are the daters like up front that they're recording the date? Yeah. Like, I feel like they have to. You have yeah, to give consent with everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we definitely um, try to prep them for what the hell this is going to be so that they all walk into this knowing that they're being recorded. So we're not blindsiding anyone. And the screen kind of looks like this, like how we're seeing you guys, um, except for we use the chat function a lot. Um, we see each other at the beginning of the date so that they know who's eavesdropping on them because we don't want to be total weirdos. Um, but then we turn off the cameras and they pin themselves. So they're just looking at each other and we are trying to guide the conversation. We're not, oh. we're not total jerks about like it. Moderators. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we ask like, the, the dates uh, are kind of um, in segments. So like we start off with some fun warm up questions like, depending on who you are, but like we might ask like, are you ticklish or where are you ticklish? Um, breaking the rules, fun or frightening. Um, mm -hmm. Just some kind of like playful things. And then we build to the much deeper shit where we get very into your head and into your space and sometimes about your past relationships. But we want to kind of start gradually so that you feel more open at the end of the date. And our goal is really to land you in a place of connection. So like we never I think this is a big way in which we differ from most reality shows. It's like the promise is not that you will find the love of your life. Right. It's the focus is 
will try and curate a space for you to have fun and connect with this person. What you choose to do beyond this first date, that's all you. Okay. So for those listening, are you guys accepting like open applications for singles? Is This is obviously something, you know, it's virtual. So it can be done from anywhere. Where are yeah. most of your daters located and are you open to meeting new ones? So we launched this show mid-January and we said at the end of the, every episode, we're like, if you want to apply, here's how, which is just so everyone who's listening knows you can go to thisisdatingpodcast.com. There's an application, okay. not very, not very intrusive. Um, we have about 800 applicants so far. Wow. Congratulations. And they're from everywhere. I mean, like I just was reading a woman from Lithuania who applied. So yeah, you can apply from anywhere. But the real question is, and it's something that like we're thinking about for second season, if we're making matches and we're pairing you up for a date and you want to go on a second date with someone you meet on the show, you don't really want them to live in Vilnius if you live in Chicago. Like that's tricky, you know? (laughs) Right. So totally, but it depends. It seems like the people who live in bigger cities want to be matched with people who live in bigger cities, but then the people who live more in more rural communities are like, I would date someone in Vilnius, you know? So Mm it sort of really depends on, on the location of the person on the date. I think that a lot of people who see themselves already on the show tend to apply. And like a big thing we're looking for is diversity in applicants. So Mm -hmm. We're open to all kinds of people. Someone wrote in saying, like, are you, can I apply even though I'm asexual or I'm aromantic? And I was mm. like, totally, 100% you can apply, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, yeah, we really want applicants who want help and who want to be set up more than a specific kind Although of person. we need men. Gotcha. We need lots of men. Men, yeah. please apply. <laughs> we have a lot of single, men apply. single women. We need, some, we need some men who uh, want to be set up. Yeah. That's true. Men are probably embarrassed to like ask for help. You know, right. they're probably like, I don't need help dating. Some ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't ask for directions, so they wouldn't ask for help dating. <laughs> oh my God. My fiance is the worst. Right? Oh my God. Totally. Okay. So wait. So all of these dates are virtual first dates. So yeah. are you open to ever expanding this podcast into in-person dates? Like, you know, the first one's virtual, then the second or third date maybe is in-person. How do you think that the show could expand in that sense? Yeah, I mean, I think COVID put really strict parameters on what we could do first season. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think our brains are already starting to go into that space. Like, would we fl- maybe the team flies to Milwaukee because that's where the daters are. And we like set a couple people yeah. up over a weekend, you know, and we we'd have to like rent a restaurant or something. Who knows? But um, yeah, we yeah. definitely we definitely want. I mean, I hope COVID allows us to do that, too. Yeah. I think it's starting to go in that direction where things are opening up more and it would be easier for traveling and all of that. Because that would be so interesting to see just the progression you know, of relationships that start out on a virtual first date, having some help and then can just, you know, end up in person. I think the listeners would love that too. Like seeing someone go from their first date. Totally. To, yeah, meeting in person. Yeah, I think so too. And you know what would be a great second date to do in person? Like you could have the other person over to your house 
and cook a meal. And the way you can make this easy, but still, you know, show off your cooking skills is by using meals from Green Chef. Now, I have been eating these meals for, oh my God, over a year now. I started when I was pregnant. They make cooking easy easy so you guys can spend less time stressing and more time just enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. You don't have to go to the grocery store, figure out, are you cooking tonight? Am I cooking tonight? We got the baby. You know, it just, it makes it so much easier to just know we're having this amazing chicken meal or fish or whatever because Green Chef has options for every lifestyle that can include keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and even gluten-free. They can do carb-conscious meals. If you're calorie counting, I mean, literally, they have so many flavorful, good-for-you recipes that are absolutely sure to satisfy. So if you want to do a date night in, I recommend Meals with Green Chef. They have an always changing variety of easy to follow recipes, which means there's something new to discover every week. So you never get bored. Right now, y'all can go to greenchef.com slash Shay130 and use code Shay130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Again, that is greenchef.com slash Shay130. Use code Shay130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So what have you learned from working with Logan? Logan's at Hinge, correct? Yes. I will say, I mean, one of the things I think she really pushes um, in a great way is to be less judgy about the people you're going out with. Like get over Mm -hmm. the way they look in their profile picture that you don't like their haircut or whatever, um, or the the silly Mm -hmm. t-shirt they have on. Like worry less about what their profile says about them and show up for them on the date. Have an open mind. Don't walk Mm -hmm. in thinking like, oh, this is going to be 15 minutes and I'm out of here. Walk in with, I want to know something about this person that I could not have found on their, on their hinge application, you know? Gotcha. And I would say like, even when I, so when I was dating pre Logan, I probably wasn't super, super judgmental about stuff like that. But the thing that dramatically changed for me after working with Logan is saying yes to a second date. Like um, before it used to be like something really spectacular needed to have happened for me to say yes to a second date. And now it's more like unless there are any red flags, I'll say yes to a second date. If, you know, I don't feel like it after or the vibes just aren't there or whatever after that, that's different. But it's just been good to see that people are not the same when you meet them a first and second time. Yeah, totally. Especially okay, when people so- are so nervous the first time too. I feel yeah, like, you- like no one is really themselves on a first date. No, I, yeah, I can't even remember the last first date I went on. Cause I don't think Brock and I didn't really like go on a date. Neither did me and my boyfriend. Asked. We met ours at music festivals. So, so that was the first date. I guess that was yeah. the first date. And yeah. then you're kind of stuck with someone for a few days. Like I met my boy, yeah. my now boyfriend. We've been together for almost five years on day one. So then we just had three days to hang out. 
like the whole time. So yeah. it kind of forces yeah. you into it. I felt like. Yeah, I met but mine I mean, after day two, and then we went to day three together. So, <laughs> that's, but maybe that's the way to do it. Like you, you have the, I was the built in say. like second and third date automatically because you can't get away it's from like, them. This right. Is, this is season two of this is dating. You yeah. guys are yeah. find people that are going to the same music festival and have them meet up. Yeah. Oh my goes. god! Right. What music festivals did you guys meet your boyfriends at? Hers was Coachella. Mine was Kaboo down here in San Diego. Okay. Very cool. good to know. Well, yeah, yeah. I would love a little festival right? season. <laughs> well, I'm so here for this now. Yeah. <laughs> they had to pay their own way. That's the catch. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is what I love about y'all's podcast is I feel like the possibilities are endless. Like you have a great concept. You have, you know, people like Logan, who's the head of relationship science for Hinge behind it, as well as you ladies. So it can go so many places. The fact that you already have 800 applicants and shenanigans hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. Just wait. They're they're going to come on in. I have some friends that I could see if they would be down for this. We're going to do a, a D-cella. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I just feel like there's also just so many like outlets that we look at people's relationships and we watch people dating. Like mm -hmm. there's the joke that we soft launch boyfriends now on Instagram, you know, like we're watching people's relationships in so many other places already that it, like we can have an added look into this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are your opinions on dating apps for those out there who aren't ready to do this virtual, this is dating. What do you think are the best, the worst, the pros, the cons? Because I personally and my sister as well, we've never been on a dating app ourselves. I've swiped on my friends. I'm like, ooh, can I play Tinder? Yeah. And I'm like, nope, nope. Ooh, okay, she's not cute. gonna lie. I have used them once. Sorry to cut Wait, off this what? question. So me and my friends, this is when I'm like. I'm like 20 years I'm old shook. at the time. But what we would do, we would use it to meet people in person. We'd be at like a party where we'd see people that we were interested in. Oh, I did know you, this. I did know this party trick I of hers. I would turn them on one mile hoping I would see someone who was already at this party. Okay. Because then you could like potentially match with them. And then... I could maybe go up to them at the party and be like, oh my God, like we match, like, yeah. or something like that. It was an <laughs> icebreaker for me. Did it actually work? Yeah. Ever? <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, there was a couple times I did this when I was like at a concert or a show and I matched with the singer and it never went anywhere, but it definitely boosted my ego. And <laughs> I don't think I don't think for the party aspect, I ever did anything with it, but yeah. it was good in theory. Yeah. OK, definitely. so so we're not good judges of which apps are better than others, mostly because Jesse is married and I have been on dating apps for now a year and a half, a year and a half. So okay. this is, and I've really only used uh, like two of them. One was, a, I just don't want to name names because I feel like I don't want to yeah. dropping. throw anyone <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, I felt like there was one that felt pretty steady. So that's the app that I'm still on. But I do think there are some like pros and some cons that I can definitely talk about. The okay. biggest con is like swipe fatigue and dating fatigue from like I match with tons of people, but then the number of people that I actually go out on a date with, and maybe this is my toxic trait, but there comes a point where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to respond. Like, I don't even want to engage because you've just swiped on so many people and you've had these like short conversations with so many people that you're like, 
am I really going to keep doing like how many times am I going to keep doing this before I'm just over the whole thing and delete the app? So right. Swipe fatigue, dating fatigue, that's very, very real. I think that you, I mean, my way of dealing with it is basically just listening to my body and being like, if I'm exhausted by this, I'm just not going to do it. And when I am excited by it again, then I'll do it. And when I am excited by it, I'm a, I'm a good sport about the whole thing. Like, I'm not offended if someone doesn't respond to my message. I understand they're probably going through the same thing I just went through, you know, a month ago. But the pro is like, you just meet so many people you might never have met in another context. Like Mm -hmm. I turned it on when I got to Brooklyn and I was like, oh, this is so funny because I used to live in Harlem and I've never seen any of these people because, you know, like I just was in a relationship and the people that I would see from my little world, it was so limited. But then Mm -hmm. you turn a dating app on and you're like, there are all of these people that I could potentially be a good partner for. Yeah, there's yeah. so much access. I feel yeah. like you have access to everyone. Totally. We have too much access. I yeah. think. A little too much. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I was never like against dating apps, but I think I just felt like for me personally, if someone like, how would I know they're swiping for the right reasons? You know, if they're mm. like, oh, she's on a TV show, you know, I want to swipe right. Is it right or left? Right. It's good. Left right. is bad. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> are they swiping right? Because they want to get some screen time, you know, because mm-hmm. they think I have all this money. Mm-hmm. I just was very old fashioned in the sense when I was single. I'm like, I want to meet people in person, like mm-hmm. through a friend. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, also kind of envious of my friends who were on these dating apps. Because I'm like, I wish I could have that experience. But I just was too self-conscious that people wouldn't be wanting to well, you see probably could have right got on raya because raya yeah, was but picky I, for a while right I, it was it was like raya was like the one that seemed like it was like the elite one of the dating apps has that changed but, because i still feel like people are talking about raya like it's something special but i just feel like they let anyone on it now what were the standards to get on before I thought like you had I, to have a verified profile. I think, or- I think like at least I think I applied like six years ago or something and I got waitlisted and that that hurt my feelings. I'm probably <laughs> but my old boss, she had over three million followers and I know she also was waitlisted. Like I feel oh, like people who may have applied so long ago. Yeah. Like slipped through the cracks and there's no option to reapply. But I think at least a while ago, like however many years ago this was, was like your Instagram handle and then like three referrals or something where people that were already on the app. So a lot of my friends are in the music industry and these people don't have large followings whatsoever, but I think they're so well connected now in the industry that they work in. And that's how a lot of people have been able to get on the platform now. Yeah. It's really interesting because, you know, to it's like the opposite of what you were saying, where part of my hesitation with apps like that is like elitism just makes my skin crawl. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, any app, like the league is like that, where it's like you have to, I don't actually know the details, but I think you have to submit a resume. And I'm like, that's crazy. What? I mean, that's absolutely good. Not. If that does show your, in- oh, not, not a work resume, but I feel like you should have to like write up a little cover letter to let them no, know your intention. No, to like say where you went to school. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I don't like that. I don't that, like that. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I might be wrong. So like, let's not get any, anyone sued. I just mean- yeah. Anything that shows that like you have to be, a, I don't know, like you also don't want to match with everyone. It's a, it's a catch 22. I can acknowledge that for sure. But there's mm-hmm. a part of me that's like, 
I don't really know that I need to be matched with someone that went to a specific school or has yeah. a certain number of followers in order totally. for me, to, you know, just like and some people, people that, that some people be might be criteria. on Raya just because they wanted to see if they'd get accepted to be totally. on Raya. And I totally. feel like that's probably how a lot of people on that app specifically yeah. are there for. They did it just to like feed their ego. Like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. Raya accepted me. So yeah. totally. <laughs> What would you say are some like tips and tricks for daters who want to put themselves out there and find a great connection, but just don't really know how? Yeah. For all of like the 800 people that you can't select everyone, what <laughs> yeah. are some tips you can take home just, with? Just like put least? yourself out there. You know, what, what do you guys think? So I'm the luckiest dater in the world because I tell Jesse this all the time. She is like, the cousin that I always needed to like guide me on my dating life. She's just the best dater I know, even though she's married. And I don't mean that by like dating other people, but dating other (laughs) men, but she is very (laughs) friendly and so good at making connections with people and making that be easy, you know? So Mm -hmm. Jesse, I think you need to give us some tips. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. Like I do date all the time, but I date in a different capacity. And I feel like we all do. Like we all go out on dates and feel like, who do we have chemistry with? And it doesn't have to be sexual energy. It, it can be like, I think I just found my new best friend. Or like you need to have a, a chemistry with your babysitter or your nanny. You know, you're going to trust this person with your the thing you care about the most in the world, the person you That's care true. about. Like, yeah, so it, you're taking your your nanny applications on on dates, and that that needs to work. That needs to be a functioning relationship that feels that both people feel good about. So I think like dating happens in weird, surprising ways. Um, some tips. I mean, first of all, you just got to go out on the dates. You got to get yourself up and out and and mm-hmm. out there and. To Huete's point, you say yes, even if the first date, unless there were some serious, serious red flags, um, which that that <laughs> right. happens. So we, yes, that that happens. That but happens if they often. were just yeah. like kind of yellow flags or something, um, say yes to the next date because you might just <laughs> completely surprise yourself. Um, the other thing I think we picked up from Logan, too, is like stop treating these like their job interviews, you know, like. Think about something you've mm-hmm. never been asked on a date and ask it. Or do stuff on a date. Yeah. Don't go of to the bar. At a Don't do that. Like go to the music festival. Yeah. To your point, like you were doing something. There was, you know, take a walk, go roller skating like we did in fifth grade, you know, like just do something that gets your body moving and puts you out in the world in a different way. So you're not just like sitting and staring and being judgmental about the person sitting across the table from you. Yeah, I feel like you always think of like a first date as like we have to go out to dinner, we have to get drinks. I feel like people don't think about the activity portion of it often enough. And that's a really good tip. Because we need to normalize it. Yeah. I might be put off like upon first thought, like, oh, he's asking me to go roller skating. Like, that's so intimidating. That's a lot for a first date. But then when you really think about it, it's like, oh, I'd rather do that and like see. Yeah. And I feel like you'd get to see the person's personality more doing certain activities and find out, you know, what they actually like doing. I will say also like the way that we think about dating, this like sitting at a bar, going to dinner, et cetera, like that is a very American approach to dating. And Mm -hmm. I was living in Lisbon for the last eight months. So I was going on first dates there. And it was so interesting because I just think like dating in Europe is so interesting. Their approach is basically you meet someone if you like them, you do something with them and then you see them again 
and then you see them again and again and then you're a couple you know like there's like not yeah. a lot more drama to it and I feel like when I try to explain to them what American dating is and what the difference between dating and being in a relationship is they're like <laughs> what are you talking about you know they're like why why do you do that you know yeah. yeah, we have so many different, it's like talking and then dating and then in a relationship. Like Europeans probably wouldn't understand. Oh yeah, the there's so many. It's like we hooked up. It was like, no, we didn't sleep together, but we hooked up. There's so many. You're like, oh, we're different... not dating. We're just talking. We're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We ha- exactly. Yeah. I have a friend who she's like, oh, I'm dating this guy. And I'm like, are you guys dating? Like, did you go on a date? Are you just talking? There's just, there are so many different levels to dating situations are like a whole thing oh yeah oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's We're crazy just th- try to explain this to like a caveman like <laughs> right <laughs> but do you know what I think it is I think it's the fact that like in the U.S. a lot of our culture has embedded into it a lot of consumerism and so in dating you always want to see what other options are out there As opposed Mm -hmm. to in the U.S., you have like, or in at least in Portugal, you have like, let's say five options of the different kinds of peanut butter you're going to buy. So you just pick one of the five and you go about your merry way. But when you have 25 options, you're going to take a lot longer just standing in the aisle. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing with dating. Definitely. Our pleasure. Thank you. Well, this has been so interesting. I love the concept of y'all's show. I love that you have so many applicants already. You're about to get so many more. I can feel it. (laughs) Y'all, this is dating. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse, Huete, thank you so much for coming on Shenanigans and just, you know, talking about dating in this new world we are in because it's so different and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Sheena Shay. Shay FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shay. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>